Good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we'd like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Today is April 1st, 2021 and week 113. If you're new around here, welcome to Join the Mist of the Storm. This is a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and surely upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. And if you've been with us for a while, welcome back. As we always like to say, we appreciate you guys tuning in week in and week out to hear what thus says the Lord. As you can see from the title, we'll be talking about the knowledge of Christ. I remember we had a Bible study a little bit over a year ago, and it was called No Knowledge in the Land because God says that he made man upright, and we sought out many inventions. We sought out many new things. We're steady trying to see what this is about, what that is about, when we should be seeking what God wants us to know. I mean, we're trying to go to Mars. When we have a planet right here, we're trying to build colonies on the moon. We're trying to study about this and that. But when it comes to studying what God wants us to know, is, is we don't we don't want to give it any attention. And we're very hesitant to, or somebody may, we may feel like somebody is making us do it or something. But without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks. We can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. I hope you guys get something out of it. Thank you, Melvin. As always, we'd like to start with a prayer. If you guys are at a place where you can take a, a short delay, short pause, uh, we encourage you to join in this prayer with us. Gracious Lord, thank you for another day in the land of the living. Lord, we thank you for just being such a merciful God, such a kind God, such a loving God. Lord, we thank you for all the blessings that you poured out amongst us that we don't deserve, Lord. So we're asking that you would just continue to be in our midst, Lord, and help us continue giving us that mind. And if we don't have the mind, Lord, we're asking that you would give us the mind to seek you while you're still able to be found. Lord, we're praying for the Bible study tonight that someone would hear some words that would cause them to push further and further in you. Someone who's backslid. Lord, we're asking that you would bring them back into your loving arms. So Lord, we're praying all of these blessings. Lord, amongst these blessings, we're praying that in the midst of the storm, we would remember that there is a reason to have joy. Help us to remember in the moment, Lord. So. In your loving name, Jesus, we pray this prayer. Amen. Amen. We're talking about the knowledge of Christ. Melvin already introduced it, so we won't delay it. We're going to move into the book of Daniel, chapter 12. And we're going to pick up something that God told Daniel a long time ago. I don't know when these scriptures were written. I don't know the exact year, but this was a long time ago. And we see this scripture being fulfilled each and every day of our lives. So let's pick it up, Melvin. Daniel chapter 12. For anyone wanting to join in with us, as usual, we have uh, the scriptures on the screen. So you can just look over there. And if you uh, if you don't, if you're not looking at it visibly, you can just turn to your scriptures uh, or wherever they are, you can pull it up on your phone. It doesn't matter. Uh, however you want to do it. Daniel chapter 12 and verse 4. But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book. Now, what we're finding here, God is speaking to Daniel. He says, shut up the words, seal the book. He's talking about the book that we're reading right now. He told Daniel, that's all I need you to write. He said, that's it. Seal it up. Close it up. That's all I need you to write. All right. Even to the time of the end, many shall run to and fro and knowledge. Even until the time of the end, he said, all the way till the end of time. We know looking at the condition of the world, glory to God. This is the last days. Now, we don't know if the world is going to last another five days, five years, or 5,000. We don't know. But we, can, we do know these are the last days. Jesus has already come to die for our sins. He's not coming and dying again. So if we miss it, if we miss it, if we miss this, we will not. We won't make it. So he said, even to the time 
in the of the end. Uh huh. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge is going to be increased. We know this is the day and age we live in, the day of technology. Technology, right now, we're coming to you through uh, technology. We're using the computer. We're using the camera. We're using so many things that knowledge brought us. We're using the microphones. We're even using the green screen, Melvin. <laughs> <laughs> technology did this. Someone gained some knowledge. God told Daniel this. We're living it out right now. He told him, even to the end of time, knowledge is going to be increased. Knowledge brought this. This is nothing but knowledge that you're listening to as you listen through your headphones, as you listen through your smartphone. Somebody said, I have an Android. I have the Galaxy. Somebody else said, I have the iPhone. That's nothing but knowledge. It took a lot of knowledge to create that. I could not do it. I couldn't create that. I don't have the knowledge to create that myth. <laughs> but somebody else out there had the knowledge. They tell me that, uh, who was that that created the uh, Apple? Uh, Steve Jobs. He has, he had some knowledge to do that. And so the, the knowledge that we find out, it shapes our whole world. Now, when you look around, everybody's transitioning to having a smartphone. We used to live in a day and age where every house had a house phone. We're getting away from that stuff, man. <laughs> We're getting away from having the house phone because now we have more knowledge. And this knowledge is telling us, look, you can have a personal house phone on you. You don't have to wait till you get home to make a phone call. Keep it on you all day long. Knowledge. Knowledge. And we're running to and fro to receive this knowledge. You know, whenever the new iPhone comes out, we'll run to and fro to get it. We said, man, I got to have that new one. I'll sleep outside if I have to. Knowledge. We're running to get that knowledge. It's nothing but information. It's loaded with the phones that we have. Information is all over it. We can go now and anything we want to know, virtually anything you want to know, you can go right over to Google and you can look it up. Knowledge. So he said, even to the end of time, knowledge is going to be increased. We can increase. I know I've increased in knowledge because whenever I don't know something, I go right to my phone, right to the Internet, and I look it up. Increasing in knowledge day by day. All the time you say, man, I sure didn't know that. Knowledge is increasing. This is what he told us. He said, even until the end of time, knowledge is going to multiply. It's going to triple. It's going to quadruple. It's going to increase. Knowledge is increasing. But tonight, the question that we're raising is, what about the knowledge of Christ? Are we running to and fro to increase in that knowledge? See, I'm reminded of a preacher. I heard a preacher preach a, a message. And he talked about how he has been in churches before where the people, when they would pull up to the church building, they would get out of their car and run. They would run inside the church. Now, it's Easter Sunday coming up, Melvin, so I know a lot of people aren't running. <laughs> A lot of people are going to run into church because they don't want to mess up those new Easter clothes. I remember uh, you hear the term Easter suit, your Easter outfit. 
we're not going to run into the church and mess up that outfit. But I'm told of a group of people who would run. Now, I'm not saying running is necessary. Please don't misunderstand me. But these people were running to try to find out some knowledge of Christ. They were running to do it. So this is where we are. Are we seeking the knowledge of Christ? Because again, Daniel, he was told that knowledge is going to increase even until the very end. And we're seeing that every day. You know, we're continuing to advance in the world of technology, in the world of medicine, whatever field it is, whatever, whatever it is we're studying, whether it be rocks, whether it be the ocean, we're continuing to push forward in that knowledge. 20, 30 years ago, 50 years ago, we didn't have the amount of information that we have now. And it's becoming more and more accessible knowledge. Everything we'll find in this book is true. And God told them, he said, all the way up until the end, they're going to continue to increase in knowledge running all over the place. You know, if we find out we're sick, I know I've did it. And somebody else may have this same testimony. If you get sick enough, you'll run to and fro to try to find some knowledge. You want to find out what do I need to do to get well? We're seeking the knowledge. If you get desperate enough for anything, you'll run to and fro to get it. So that's what Daniel was told. And through the words of Daniel, we find out that knowledge is going to increase. And we see it all the time. Knowledge is increasing. So let's read that verse again, Never. But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book. Even to the time of the end, many shall run to and fro. And knowledge shall be increased. Running all over the place for knowledge. We talked about it not that long ago. Even at the campus of Ole Miss, and I'm sure somebody else in the world has this. I know this isn't groundbreaking technology. I know some other places have this. I just don't know who. But even on the campus of Ole Miss, you can order your food. And they'll have the robot bring it to you. That's knowledge. That's knowledge. See, they didn't have that when I was going to school there, Melvin. <laughs> that was after me. Knowledge increased. They increased in knowledge. Somebody said, man, why? You know, we could make more money because sometimes people just don't feel like going out. We could make so much more money if we made it to where we can bring the food to them. We don't we can deliver way more food with these robots than we can deliver with people because you get stuck in traffic. You have to wait at the stop sign. You have to wait over here. They said, man, we could just get the robot. <laughs> the robot doesn't have to wait in traffic. He can keep driving. Sure, somebody might step in front of him. But he can go around him, teach the robot how to go around. So we're seeing knowledge at its very best at this time. And it's going to continue to increase. We have right now, I remember, I think me and you talked about it, Melvin. We have self-driving cars. Now, I don't trust it. <laughs> I have to let that, I have to let somebody else test that out, Melvin. You might do it, man. <laughs> you might do it, but I'll have to let somebody else test that out. I need a lot, a, a lot more tests. But you have self-driving cars. And now it may not be at this level yet, but if time permits, we're going to see knowledge increase so much that you can get in the, you can get in the car and go to sleep. You don't even have to sit in the front seat. You can put in in the GPS where you want to go. And you can get in the back seat and let the car chauffeur you. Stretch out. You can go to sleep. You had a long night. 
No, no problem. You can get in your car and the car take you. You don't need someone to drive and watch the road. Technology is doing this. They have technology for these things. So we're seeing knowledge increase more and more in the world that we live in. But what about when it comes to Christ? Do we know all the things that he can do? See, we're looking at the things that the car can do, how the car can drive, how the car can, you can set the uh, cruise control and how the car will slow down if it comes, if it senses another car there. We know about these things, but do we know God's potential? Do we know what he can do? Do we know how he can slow down and prevent a disaster from happening? Do we know how he can stop something from happening to me? Do we know that? So the knowledge is increasing in so many areas of our lives. But what about the knowledge of Christ? Are we putting that on the back burner? See, it's Easter weekend. So, you know, a lot of people are going to be attending church or looking at church online or whatever. Uh, I had a person uh, asking me earlier, give me <laughs> uh, an Easter uh, scripture. But, you know, I can't really minimize what Christ did to one scripture. I can't really minimize it to only one. I might be able to summarize it, but you still won't get the full message because there's so much more knowledge to be gained than one scripture. There's so much more knowledge to be gained for all that he did for us. He did way more than die on the cross and, and rise again the third day. He did way more than that. But we have to run to and fro to seek that knowledge. Jesus said, follow me. We have to seek that knowledge. He said, if you seek, you'll find it. He did so much more. We have to seek the knowledge. So, I know we talked about it the other day, but there's so many things that our technology is doing for us that God has already did. But we don't know it because we don't have the knowledge. We don't know it. See, in the beginning, we talked about this the other day. In the beginning, the Bible declares to us that God, he put Adam into a deep sleep. Now, that sounds like nothing but knowledge to me, Mel. See, somebody else may hear that. And if they don't have the knowledge, they won't be able to interpret that. But to me, it sounds like God had Adam on a round of anesthesia. That's what it sounds like to me. Had him on some medicine to put him to sleep. Not kill him, though. Just put him into a deep sleep. So when he went and operated on him, once he put his gloves on and performed the procedure, after he was done, Adam could wake up again. See, a man told me about that not long ago, Melvin. He said, yeah, I had to go in for a procedure and they put me to sleep. He didn't know it, but he was telling me the same thing that God did to Adam. Put him to sleep. That's all he did. Perform surgery on him. In the day that we live in, we have electricity. When a storm comes, we're hoping and praying the electricity doesn't go out. We're hoping the lights, we call them the lights, we hope the lights don't go out. We hope the lights don't go out. Because if they do, my God, we'll be in trouble. We'll be cold. <laughs> if not, we'll be hot. We say, I'm bored because our phones will be off. We won't know what to do. Because we're lost without all of that knowledge. 
But I'm reminded that in the beginning, God said, let there be light. And there was light. That tells me that's knowledge. He already knew about electricity. He already knew about it. It was already there. He used it. So what I'm finding when I look in the book, God told Daniel, shut up the words of the book. Seal it up. Knowledge is going to be increased. So when I look in the book, I find God has already did all these same things. He already did what Thomas Edison did. He already did what Steve Jobs did. See, the cell phone allows us to communicate. That's what the cell phone allows. God already used the cell phone. He already has been communicating with us. He already has did that. The Bible tells me that John the Baptist Bible tells me this man was in the wilderness. He was out in the middle of nowhere in the woods. Out baptizing in Judea and the scripture says everybody came to him. Let's get that. I don't know where it is. Let me find it. Hmm. See, I'm going to use some knowledge right now using the internet to find out where the scriptures are. So we don't have any excuse to say, well, I, I just didn't even know where it was. But I have to run to and fro to find it. I have to seek this. Matthew uh, let me see. I'm not sure if I want the Matthew version or the Mark. I think I want the Mark. Let's try Mark 1 and 5. Certain wording that I wanted. Uh, hold on. Let me read it. Let's. Let's. Um, let's start at verse 1. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Now, this is knowledge to know about the Son of God. The Son of God is Jesus Christ. That's knowledge. All right. As it is written in the prophets, behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. The messenger that he sent was John the Baptist. All right. The voice of one crying in the wilderness. Good God from Zion. This man was crying look at where he was though in the wilderness in the wilderness in the middle of nowhere he wasn't preaching in the temple he wasn't preaching in the churches we have mega churches today we have the finest establishments today he wasn't preaching there this man was preaching in the wilderness so it tells us that God sent this messenger. But now I want to get to the knowledge here. I want to get to the knowledge. All right. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. Mm -hmm. John did baptize in the wilderness and preached the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. Now the man was out there preaching. All right. And there went out unto him all the land of Judea. And they of Jerusalem and were all baptized of him in the river of Jordan. My God, it said, and there went out unto him all the land of Judea and the people of Jerusalem. How did those people find him? He didn't go home. He couldn't go home. And well, let me put it this way. He didn't put up flyers. And said, everyone come to the Jordan River. He didn't put up any flyers. He didn't post it on his Facebook page and tell everybody, hey, next week I'm going to be at the Jordan River. Everybody come on down. He didn't do that. So that tells me, glory to God. He didn't use a loudspeaker. He didn't use a loudspeaker to carry his voice 
so that all this land would hear him. He didn't do that. But yet and still, everyone went out to him. How did he do it? Because God used his knowledge. God caused everyone to hear about this. He used his knowledge. He used technology. Now, I'm saying it without saying it because no, they didn't have phones. No, they didn't have the flyers up. But God, he still benefited from these things because God carried his voice. God carried his voice. This is the knowledge of Christ. Whatever needs, whatever messages that needs to get across, God will carry them. If we trust in him, he has the resources to do these things. So it tells us everyone went out to him. Read verse, read verse three again. The voice of one crying in the wilderness. His voice was heard. He said, my sheep hear my voice. Someone heard the voice of God. Because that's who was speaking through John the Baptist. The voice of God. That's knowledge. God hears us. And he will speak through each and every one of us. He will speak through us if we let him. If we let him. So we're talking about knowledge, the knowledge of Christ. Daniel told us knowledge is going to be increased even until the very end. People are going to run all over the place seeking knowledge. You know, I seen the other day, man, I seen the other day that there's so many things that our phones can do. I looked up uh, one of the things and I didn't know this, but one of the things we can do is test to see if our batteries are depleted in a remote. You can test the remote. Uh, the, the article said you just hold your, you have to open your camera and point, uh, the uh, point the remote towards the camera and press it. And if you see the little red beam, then it tells you, you know, if you still have battery strength. I never knew that. That's knowledge, though. We can do so many things. I also seen something else. Now, I hope and pray does no one uses this. <laughs> but you can even test your blood alcohol concentration. With your phone see knowledge we can do so many things with this knowledge but see somebody's going to try to manipulate that somebody's going to drink some and say let me test my BAC oh I still haven't hit the limit yet I can still drink some more and drive and I'll be fine we try to manipulate the knowledge we try to manipulate it but the knowledge is power and so while we're increasing in so much knowledge of worldly things, and it's good to increase our knowledge. It's good to know, hey, if it's going to rain or not today. That's good to increase my knowledge of that. Because if I need to go outside and do something, I should know. But what about the knowledge of Christ? Are we running to and fro for that? When it's time for a Bible study, are we wanting to be in it? Are we actually present when we're even there? That's how we learn. Let's move. Let's run to the book of Malachi. Chapter 2 and verse 7. Now, this is the knowledge that we're not seeking because all of us need to hear the word of God. All right. But the priest's lips should keep knowledge. He said the priest's lips should keep knowledge. Their mouth should keep knowledge. This is the priest, the preacher, 
the prophet, whatever, should keep knowledge. Now, he told us knowledge is going to be increased even to the time of the end. But it's not the knowledge that's coming from God. We're not increasing in that knowledge. We're not learning who God is. I was talking to a person today. Well, I'm going to leave that alone. <laughs> but God told us. He said, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. They don't know. We don't know who God is. We truly don't know all that he's capable of, all that he can do for us. See, we find Mary and Martha, when Lazarus had been dead four days, when they seen him, they said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Jesus told he told one of the sisters, I believe it was, it was Mary. No, it was Martha. He told her. He said, look, he'll raise again. She said, I know he'll raise again in the resurrection. He said, I am the resurrection. She didn't have that knowledge, but he was teaching them the knowledge. He was trying to teach them the knowledge. And they had no clue that he was going to raise Lazarus. But he wanted to show them what he's capable of. And so if we had this knowledge, we know he's capable. He can raise us up even if we've been dead four days. Even if we've been dead a week. Even if the doctor said, glory to God, you won't live. Even if they say your chance of survival is 0.1%. If we had the knowledge, we would still have some type of faith in him. I remember we were on a live stream one time and a lady talked about how someone she knew needed a kidney. And she said kidneys cannot be restored. But she failed. She missed where God can do all things. She didn't have the knowledge of that. He can restore a kidney. I know he's able. Hallelujah. He made the kidney. So if he made it the first time, I know he's able to make it again, to make it whole. That's what the lady who had the issue of blood, she wanted to be made whole. Something on her was restored. She didn't get a new body. She was restored. He's able to restore if we have the knowledge, we'll know these things. If we have the knowledge. I want to get one more thing, Melvin. In the book of Acts, chapter 12. Let's drop down to verse 5. Peter, therefore, was kept in prison. Now, this is after Peter has been put in prison. As we see, he's been put into prison by Herod, Herod the king, put Peter in prison. All right. Now, hold on before, before you read. Herod has already killed James. Now, this is one of Peter's friends. I know this was one of Peter's friends. This was one of his friends. James was killed. He was the brother of John. Peter and John were definitely close. We find them together. They ran to the tomb of Jesus together. John said he outran Peter. <laughs> Made it about a competition. <laughs> so, James was killed by Herod, and now Herod wants to do the same exact thing to Peter. And he's apprehended, put into prison, all right? But prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. Hallelujah. Somebody had the knowledge to call the one who could save Peter. Somebody had the knowledge to know we need to call on Jesus. I'm reminded of a lawyer 
what was his slogan? He said, one call, that's all. <laughs> he said, one call, that's all you got to do. One call, that's all. That's a catchy slogan. But that's the God that we serve if we have the knowledge to know. We only have to call on him. He's able. But we have to have the knowledge. We have to have the knowledge. So it said prayer was made without ceasing. They didn't stop. They didn't stop. But they sent a message to the Lord. That hey, Peter's in trouble. He knew. But there's nothing wrong with telling them. And they didn't stop. They continued to call on him. Without ceasing. All right. And when Herod would have brought him forth the same night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers mm -hmm. bound with two chains mm -hmm. and the keepers before the door kept the prison. Mm -hmm. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him and a light shined in the prison. And he smote Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly. And his chains fell off from his hands. Now, God shows up on Peter's behalf. Now, the people who were praying for him, though, they didn't know this has happened yet. They're still somewhere praying. Without ceasing, they're praying for Peter's safety. And now Peter is greeted by the angel. See, we're, if we had the knowledge, God is a savior. He'll save you from your situation. I remember thinking so, uh, some time ago, knowing that God, he's a savior. And I'm reading it. I, I've heard it before. He'll save people. But in my mind, I'm thinking, will he do it for me, though? Why won't he? Some of us have those same doubts. Would he do X, Y, Z for me, though? Someone is just like I was having the same thoughts that I was having. I know he can do this, but I don't know if he's going to do it for me. Have faith that he will. We just have to use the knowledge. Look in the scripture and see how he did it for so many others. Believe on him to do it for us. If he says no, that's fine. But it's not because he's not able. He's able. So the angel appears to Peter, takes his chains off, looses him. All right. And the angel said unto him, gird thyself and bind on thy sandals. The angel said, get ready. It's time to get out of here. Drop down to verse nine. And he went out and followed him. Now, Jesus told us to follow him. He told us to follow him. If we would use that knowledge of just following him, not to think about this situation, rationally, try to rationalize this, rationalize that, we do that a lot. He said, no, just follow me. So the angel tells him, look, follow me. And then we find in verse nine, Peter, it says, and he went out and followed him. Uh huh. And was not that it was true, which was done by the angel. He didn't even know it was true. He didn't even know this was real. He didn't know. He didn't know this. But now. I'm reminded of something that happened in the 10th chapter where Peter was on the rooftop praying. And while they were preparing food, he fell into a vision. And God showed him all these animals descend from heaven. All types of beasts and creeping things, things that Jews, animals that Jews did not eat. And God told Peter, he said, look, rise, slay it and eat it. Peter said, not so, Lord, for you know nothing unclean nor Uncome has ever come into my mouth. He told him three times to do it. And God had to tell Peter, look, just do what I tell you to do. 
follow me. He said, what I've called clean, he said, how can you call it unclean? So he told him, look, three people are at the door waiting on you. He said, don't act, don't doubt it. Don't ask questions. Just follow. I'm sending you just follow. If we had the knowledge of Christ that we need, we would hear the voice of God when it's time for us to just follow, not lead, not ask a thousand questions, not sit there and debate. We would just follow. But we have a hard time with that because we began to rationalize why I shouldn't do this. Well, so-and-so told me I shouldn't do it. But what did God tell you? What did God say? So he told Peter, he said, don't doubt it. Just follow. And so now we find Peter. Looks like he's starting to get the hang of this. <laughs> he didn't know if it was real or not. But he didn't stop and say, hold on, man. Is it really real? Somebody pinch me. <laughs> he didn't say that. He just followed him. But he didn't know if it was real. All right. But thought he saw a vision. He thought he was in a vision the whole time. But he didn't stop. All right. When they were past the first and the second ward, they came into the iron gate that leadeth into the city. Came into the iron gate. I love this part. Hallelujah. Came to an iron gate that leadeth into the city. Uh -huh. Which opened to them of his own accord. Good God from Zion. Open of his own accord. You know, we see this all the time. We pull up. We call it a gated community. <laughs> we come to a gated community all the time. Pull up in our cars. And it opens on his own accord. You roll up. Punch in a code. Gate opens by itself. You come up, pull out your key fob. The gate opens by itself. We see God do this all the way back then. He can open up the doors. See, this technology, this knowledge that we're just gaining, God's already been using all these things. He's already used all these things. We see it here. Gate open by itself. There's nothing new under the sun. We know even all the way back in Moses' day, we find Miriam. She became leprous, white as snow. They began crying out on her behalf. Aaron begging for Moses. Pray for her. Pray for your sister so that God wouldn't put this sin upon us. He wouldn't punish us for this. He wouldn't destroy us for this. But they have sinned. And God said, look, after seven days, she'll be all right. Glory to God. That sounds like nothing but knowledge to me. It sounds like medicine to me. God said, look, seven days, she'll be all right. She's already had the penicillin shot. She's already had the antidote. She'll be all right in seven days. She's already on antibiotics. You know, we do the same thing now. They give you a certain amount of days. They say, look, certain amount of days, you'll be all right. Just take this medicine two times a day. After you wake up, and before you go to bed with a meal, you'll be all right. Knowledge. God's been doing these things. We can trust him. The more you learn about him, hallelujah, we will. We'll learn to trust him more if we have more knowledge. You know, I was, uh, me and someone were talking about planes. And now, I particularly, I don't care for being in an airplane. I've been in them a few times. But I just, I just would prefer to be on the ground. But now, someone decided to teach me some knowledge. They said, you know, 
there's a lot more accidents on the ground than there is in the sky. They began to give me some knowledge to try to make me feel more comfortable with the plane. Now, I'm not telling you it worked. <laughs> because I still would rather be on the ground. But the more knowledge you gain about something, the more okay with it you are. The more familiar, let me put it this way, the more familiar you are with it. I won't say the more okay with it you are. The more familiar you are. And so if we would learn more and more about the one that we serve, we would be way more familiar. We would be able to trust him more. We would be able to lean on him, to depend on him. In whatever situations we get in, we get in when we get in situations and we begin to doubt him, it's because we're not that knowledgeable about it. We found Peter do that. When he walked out to Jesus, and I'm wrapping it up, when he walked out to Jesus on water, he began to look at the circumstance and he began to sink. Jesus said, wherefore this doubt doubt? He said, why did you doubt? See, I'm not finding Peter doubt here. When we read, we just looked at it. This man has been cast into prison after the death of James, someone close to him. I'm not finding him doubt. I'm not finding him turn away from God. He's grown in his familiar, familiarity. He's grown in faith. Sounds a little better. He's grown in faith. That's one thing they pray for. Lord, increase our faith. The only way our faith increases is if our knowledge increases. Is if we can fall back on God already brought me through things like this before. I remember what he did for Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I remember what he did for Peter, James, and John. I remember what he did for my mama, for my auntie. I remember what he did for so-and-so, and I remember what he did for me. That's knowledge. If we would increase in that, we would be all right. So at this time, I've been talking long enough. <laughs> but at this time, I'm going to turn it back over to the hands of Melvin. I thank you guys so much, as always, uh, for tuning in, uh, just running to and fro, seeking the word of the Lord. So at this time, in the hands of Melvin. Uh, thank you. I uh, definitely hope you guys got something out of the message. And it is so true. We are always seeking about so many other things. And there, there is a law, and I believe it's called Moore's Law, if I'm not mistaken. And um, it says that every two years, computer power will double itself, or every year and a half. And that has definitely come to fruition. It is is definitely, you know, held true because of how the, all the time and all the effort that we put into discovering new technologies. And I I can say that I'm a, a tech savvy person, so I may know a little bit more about technology than the other person. But and I'm not saying that it's anything wrong with you know learning about technology or learning about space because those are things that i am interested in and i find it fascinating because um you know a lot of people will look at um, i watched a, a youtube video when they were just trying to show how big the universe is now i know i don't know how big the universe is but just by their measurements and they were saying how long it would take to travel from one end to the other and then they showed this big view of everything and then I read one of the comments and as, and they said, see, this right here is why I believe that there is no God. How can one God be ruler over all these millions and billions and trillions of stars and galaxies and planets? But I feel the opposite. If there are really that many things out there, then nothing but God could have created it. See, we say everything exists from the big bang that's when everything came into existence and i remember um listening to a preacher a while ago 
says, tell me the day when you go into the science lab and get something from nothing. You know, we always, or they say that it doesn't make sense for there to be this all-knowing, all-powerful being. But what you're saying is everything exists, it came from nothing, and that there is no point to life. Like there is nothing to look forward to, nothing to work for, to work towards. We all get here and live our life, and then we just poof, cease to exist like it was before we were born. So we just have to learn about God. Like Tony was saying, that, that, that is true. The more we know about something, the more familiar we are with it, the more comfortable we are with it. You can take a puppy. You know, it's first or or a small child or anything. The first, you know, few times they're around you, talking about the puppy, they they have to sniff you. They, you know, be very cautious. But the more you are around him, the more this when they get your scent, then they're more comfortable around you. And that's how God wants us to be with him. But we steady reject the knowledge. Like Tony mentioned earlier in the scripture, in Hosea chapter 4 and verse 6, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge because we reject it. But we are running to and fro, seeking many inventions in other places. Um, Another guy, um, Elon Musk, uh, just recently saw he's working on uh, a new technology where they implant a chip in your brain to where you won't even have to read the books anymore. You just automatically know it. I guess you it'd, it'd be like Google in your head. You could just think about something and then you could automatically get the answer. I know that sounds good to a lot of people, especially people in school don't want to study. But, and the Bible actually talks about this um, in, in the sense of like money. There's this thing called the RFID or the RIFD. I get the acronyms mixed up. And if you don't have that, you won't be able to buy or sell anything. And, and it talks about this in the book of Revelation, and it's called the Mark of the Beast. Like everything will be contained in this chip. I think it's be implanted in your wrist or, or something, but your social security card, your driver's license, your car keys. And I believe some people are already voluntarily testing this. So, the Bible, everything in it is true. Jesus, the word says what the last days are going to consist of. It says perilous times. All the stuff that we're going through. I have about two news apps on my phone, and it seems like every day there's another mass shooting. There was just one in California. And then one, I think about a week ago, um, in Georgia. Perilous times. Says men will become lovers of them own of their own selves, calling what's good bad and what's bad good. And God said that He would give them over to a reprobate mind, and that just means you can't tell what's good and you can't tell what's bad. You won't know the times between the seas. All this stuff is coming to fruition, and we still discredit the Bible. But one day it's going to be too late. Just like um, how Noah was warning everybody of the flood. And as I mentioned before, this sounded like a foolish message because they had never heard of rain. The, the plants was watered from the ground, from dew on the ground. And then as soon as they heard it started thundering, <laughs> it, it started lightning. They tried to go run to the ark, but the door was closed. And that's the same thing it is it's the same way it is now the scripture said as it was in the day of Noah so shall it be in the coming of the son of man we're going to be doing this we're going to be doing that just like we are now running to our phones as soon as we hear something happen oh somebody pregnant let me go google it. let me go to TMZ that's the main one right there <laughs> instead of learning how we actually get saved I'm sure, and I say all this to say this, I'm sure we all heard how we get saved is we go and shake the preacher's hand and repeat, yeah, I believe that, that God or Jesus died, rose again. He died for my sins and we shake his hand and then we're all saved. I can remember when um, Jesus asked, asked Peter, 
or ask his disciples, who do men say that I am? And then they were saying, oh, John the Baptist, which was his cousin. They were saying, oh, you one of the prophets. And then he said, but who do you say that I am? And then Peter said, you are Christ, the son of the living God. And he said, flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you, but my father, which is in heaven. See, that was a confession right there. He believed that Jesus was Christ, the son of the living God, but that still wasn't enough to get him saved. So if it wasn't enough to get him saved, how are we going to turn around today and say that that is enough to get us saved? Just a verbal confession. And we are the same people that say that God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So why are we trying to say salvation is attained differently than what it was back then? And then people say, well, that was in the Bible days. Well, if we are not still in the Bible days, I don't know what kind of days we are in. <laughs> because when Jesus left, the Holy Ghost took over. And, the, and he is still pouring out the Holy Ghost on, on all flesh. It's like Joel 2 and 23 said, I believe this is scripture. I could be wrong. But he said he will pour out his spirit among all flesh. But we have to get it. We have to be baptized in Jesus' name. Have to get the gift of the Holy Ghost with evidence of speaking in tongues. So we have the we have to get the knowledge. We have to get the knowledge, the knowledge and the understanding. So that's all I have to say about that. Um, I see we don't have any more comments, but we do have some. Um, Sister Rosie, Jamia, Jesse, Naomi, Alicia, Larry. Uh, thank you guys so much. Thank you guys for tuning in. We love the interaction. God bless you guys. If you have any more comments? Definitely don't hesitate. Don't hesitate to ask. Any concerns, any questions, we can even model a whole live stream or a whole Zoom Bible study after one of you guys' questions. So definitely, definitely do that. But again, thank you. And as I always like to say, as the weekly reminder, we do have Zoom Bible studies every week, every Monday and Wednesday, that is, at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. It's a good message filled with a group of dedicated people. As I always like to say, if you are trying to learn about God, you're in the minority. So it's definitely a good thing because we know that most people will not be saved. And I know a lot of people don't know that. I mean, I didn't know that at first. I thought all you had to do was just be a nice person. Don't kill anybody. But that's what so many people think today. But it's so much more than that. It's a whole lifestyle. It is definitely a whole lifestyle. So I pray that uh, we all seek the knowledge of Christ because the knowledge of earthly things, while it may be interesting and fascinating, is not enough. The knowledge of Christ is what we need. So I see we don't have any more comments. I'm going to wrap it up there. We'll see you guys next Thursday evening. But before I forget, rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. There is reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm, no matter what your earthly situation looks like. Count it all joy, count it all joy, and again, count it all joy. So we'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic coming straight from the Word of God. We'll see you guys then. You guys have a happy, safe, and blessed weekend, and a happy Easter to you on Sunday. Happy Easter, everybody. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here alone with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash jmsbible. We hope to see you guys there. Thank you. Also, as mentioned in the message, we have Zoom Bible studies every Monday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. To join our messages, all you'd have to do is click the meeting link in the description. There is also a link to listen to all of our previous Zoom messages as well. We hope to see you guys join in on the study. And always remember to rejoice in the Lord always.